Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, Recorded live. So I had to run up to my local grocery store pick up a couple of things because I'm a smoker and if I had run out during the program I would have been done. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like blah, 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 I couldn't talk, which happens sometimes anyway. Um, but to read you some of this report and I'm looking it up here on my, on my phone. I had to take screenshots because I don't have the benefit of being able to be online or on the phone and online at the same time. So if you'll bear with me while I read through some of this, I might I might read the whole thing depending upon how long it actually gets to speaking-wise. The Islamic State Group, also known as ISIS, arrested at least 70 people in Anbar province Saturday, which is yesterday to us now for, for, for them, okay, who were attending the funeral of a man who was ex- executed by the militant group, ISIS. Anbar province officials told the Associated Press. However, separate reports from Iraq news outlet Shafak News suggested that as many as 200 people may have been detained. Now, I kind of, I can, I can kind of understand some of that. Now, let me continue. By some Eid Amash, the speaker of the Anbar province council told Shafak that after the after the burial, the attendees demonstrated against ISIS and its practices, and the group fired back. Obviously, ISIS was not okay with this. The, uh, this is in parentheses, ISIS organization, that, that's a word right there that's really puzzling me. I'll get to that in just a minute. Arrested about 200 citizens of Ripa, having acted with the demonstrators violently through the launch of bullets above them to disperse them as dem- demonstrators refused to end their protest, Amash told Shafak. Uh, I'll read some more before I go on. Those arrested were reported arrested. There's another word that I'm going to bring to your attention. It's glaringly obvious to me because I do pay attention to a lot of this stuff in the Middle East. Those arrested were reportedly transferred to a prison in Ripa, a city local west of Ramadi in central Iraq, where they could face execution themselves. But the specific whereabouts of the prisoners are unclear, according to the Associated Press. Protesters were mourning the death of a Ripa resident, resident uh, Nasir al-Kubaisi, who was ex- executed for attacking one of the ISIS elements in Rutba, marketing and killing an ISIS element with a light weapon. Hamash told Shafak he had been arrested and executed by gunfire in front of his family and relatives on Friday. There is a state of alert and fear among ISIS elements in Rutba city for the people of the city to bear arms against them. Oh, my gosh. 
Iraq residents have been working to take back control of Enbar province from ISIS for the last year. In June, Iraq's defense ministry and U.S. advisors crafted a new plan to fight ISIS in Anbar, but the group has faced repeated setbacks earlier this week. An ISIS affiliate killed two Iraqi generals in a suicide attack outside Ramadi, and that's from the New York Times. Now, the two words that I have a problem with in this report. Arrested, detained, well, actually there's three. Arrested, detained, and organization. And I'm wondering where it is that somehow and why legitimacy has been given to this group. Because, yeah, okay, this is the Associated Press. Okay, I get that. I understand that. Not a problem. The Associated Press is supposed to produce news, give you information, but their wording really has me baffled because as mainstream media goes, the words that they use, ISIS, an organization, it has been now moved away from a terrorist organization or a terrorist group or an extremist group to now an organization. And you're going to see this in the future because the way I view the Middle East, I don't think the ISIS is going to be going anywhere. And despite uh, this country or that country's leader, spokesperson, or whatever, speaking out against them, they think, oh, we got to do something. ISIS is probably not going to go anywhere. And I see what's transpiring in the media because the media actually controls so many viewpoints about what transpires. And if you don't think that that's true, there's a lot of research I'll need to do. Uh, so the, the, the variant number of corporations that control what it is that you see, hear, read, uh, somewhere between four and six, whether it is Time Warner or Fox or Disney or whatever it is, a, that number is, is roughly agreed upon, somewhere between four and six or five or six corporations that dictate what it is that will be put on the airwaves, put on the television, put in newsprint or magazines to get you to buy more of their stuff is what it boils down to. They're looking for the bottom dollar. They're not looking to get you to understand what the truth is. They're looking to make a buck off of what you read or what they put out there for you to read and force feed you this junk. And I don't find too many people arguing with me about that particular fact. So detained, one of the other words that really puzzles me. Again, giving credence to the fact that ISIS is going to be here for quite some time because they're giving legitimacy to them as some kind of what they wish for, obviously, is a caliphate to 
to be able to dictate from. Now, I'm going to let you ponder that for just a minute. When you look at news media, and on occasion here at WIN, we've been guilty of pushing uh, the, the agenda of certain mainstream media. And within our organization, we're fighting against that. We want to bring you news that is relevant. We want to bring you the truth and not always are we able to do that. So we want you to go look this information up for yourself. And don't just follow one source. And I've always said that. If you listen to any one of the programs on on Reach Out America, if you listen to any one of the programs that I've been on uh, with World Integrity News Network, if you've listened or seen anything that I've printed under the Virginia desk on the Facebook page, you know I want you to look up this information for yourself. People are not talking about the right things. People are not uh, addressing the right things. You're going to hear Donald Trump talk about the border issue, the health care issue, how corrupt our government is. We know these things. We know these things are backwards. Donald Trump is not politically correct. And I personally am not advocating for any particular candidate right now, but I just picked Donald Trump because he happens to be the one addressing the things that are on the minds of American citizens. Whether you're Hispanic, whether you are Asian, whether you're from Japan or China or Russia or a few other countries, and you came here legally to become a U.S. citizen, the issues that Donald Trump is talking about are on your mind giving all of these people amnesty who came here illegally when you went through all the hoops that you had to go through to get here. There's discussion about being a natural-born citizen or changing the birthright of being born on American soil makes you an American citizen. Well, there's exceptions to all of those things. So why is it that Something like this, somewhere between 70 and 200 people being arrested or detained by an organization makes headlines. They want you to fear what's going on. They want you to be afraid. Because if you're afraid, you can't think clearly. You cannot make an informed decision to make a choice about whatever it is that you need to do to protect, well, number one, protect yourself. Number two, protect your family. And that's really what this whole thing boils down to. If you're fearful, if you're in a panic, if you you just cannot think clearly. There's just no way to do it. So they want to keep you afraid. They they want you to understand that 
So terrorism is still out there, and terrorism is still a threat. And uh, you need to be vigilant and pay attention to your surroundings. If you see something, you've got to report it. If you see something, say something. Well, that's all well and good. If you see something like somebody drop a backpack at a bus stop and then walk away. Or if you see somebody in a subway station, they're sitting there and they're waiting for the subway train to show up and they leave without their backpack. That's all well and good. But there's other things that you also need to be paying attention to. Somebody walking down the road and they have a firearm in a holster and they're going about their daily business. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. The counterpoint to paying attention to something like that is this. If you see somebody walk into a store and you don't bother to look at their shoes and maybe glimpse the end of a rifle of some sort underneath the trench coat that they happen to be wearing against whatever temperature it happens to be outside. That's something you need to pay attention to and say something about. The way things are going within our United States frightening. And they frighten you because too many people are expecting the government to be there to protect them. And I understand a part of that. The problem with that is that too many people are expecting the government to be there to protect them from themselves. Police obviously can't be everywhere all the time. It's, it's not humanly possible. We don't need more police. We need more individuals vigilant and paying attention and being ready to do the right thing. If you're in a movie theater and it's a gun-free zone, that just means that it's a target-rich environment. Plain and simple. Do I, I mean, really, do I need to mention Chattanooga? Do I need to mention schools? Sandy Hook? A gun-free zone is a target-rich environment for any individual that wishes to harm people. Children, men, women, doesn't make any difference. And once that fact gets through the heads of any liberal out there who wants to sit there and shout, we need more gun control, we need more gun law, we need more gun banning, that's not the answer. The gun is not the issue. The individual wishing to harm people using a gun is the issue, plain and simple. And then you've got the fear of ISIS thrown on top of it because we're inundated by it. It's pushed in front of us. Oh, we need to fear ISIS. 
No. We need to be paying attention to what is transpiring in America today. Right now. Actually, yeah, no. uh, Keeper, yeah, but I, I, think, I think I agree with the liberal logic. I think guns are the issue, and it's not the individuals. So I think since 9-11 happened, it was the plane's fault, and I think we should close down all the airports. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Because, yeah, I mean, if, you know, it, it, I'm drunk and I'm driving down the road and my car killed somebody. It wasn't me. Nope. It was a car's fault. That tree jumped out in front of you. You know, and, and the, the, that other car in the other lane next to me, I mean, they swerved right in front of me. And, you know, I mean, what could I do? And I just now thought of that analogy, and I'm going to tell you what. I bet you, look, if you look at these people that say it's the gun's fault, if you take it to that level, their mouth will drop. Well, see, that's that's just it. They, a lot of the liberals, a lot of the people that believe that it is the gun. Okay, number one, they're afraid of them. And that is because they've never been taught. They've never been able to understand it. They've never, uh, you know, taken down a weapon. And it, the difference is is that people that will carry a weapon, whether it is a police officer or a civilian or a, a, an everyday schmo that actually is willing to carry open carry or even a concealed carry, respect the weapon. They know what it is used for. And yes, hands down, it is there to kill, period. End of story. That is the only thing a gun has ever been designed to do, period. So once, once we accept that, and once everybody accepts that, okay, that's that simple and, and should be in your face fat, in your face a gun is designed to kill, period, whether it's a human or an animal, period. End of story. A gun is designed and built to kill. That is the only purpose for it, okay? Now, the people that are afraid of it or think that it is the gun don't respect it. Yeah, a gun can hurt you. A gun can kill you. It can take your life. It can take your hand. It can take your foot, a finger, a pinky, toe, an eye, leave you alive. A round from certain bullets can bounce around your head and still leave you living, and you can talk about it. But there's no respect there. They don't. They, the people that are afraid of it don't understand and don't respect it. And once there is that respect, it, it is pure ignorance. That is that is the only thing that these people get. Oh, I, I don't like a weapon. I don't I don't like guns. Why not? Well, they're 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 excuses. Well, they're they're just bad. You know, the, the, all they do is kill things. Well, yeah, okay, that's all they do. That's what they're designed to do. But why are you afraid of it? Do you have one pointed at you right now? Well, well, no, but but they're just they're just they're scary. Okay, well, 
let's tell you what. Let's take a weapon that you're afraid of, the one that you are most intimidated by, that anybody can go purchase any time of the day. And you can actually go buy a tank if you wanted to right now or a piece of artillery. If you wanted to go buy one, if you had the money, you could actually go purchase these things from our federal government. You can go buy a flamethrower. Now let's learn about it. Let's, let's respect actually what it does, which is kill. Okay, so what are you going to do? Are you going to point it at somebody just because you feel like it, or are you going to point it at somebody to protect yourself and your family with the intent to actually pull the trigger if you must? Hands down, that is the problem. Fear. Ignorance. And when people begin to actually have the dialogue that they're talking about right now in the federal government, I didn't end, you know, want to, to, to go on this crazy tangent about, you know, gun rights and things like that, but I'm fine with it. Right now, our federal government wants to ban this or restrict that or make you register this or, you know, Sandy Hook has just come up, you know, here lately in the news again. Oh, we need more gun rights or we need more gun bans or we need more gun laws. No, we don't. No, we do need to have an open dialogue about guns. Yeah, I get that. I respect that, and I understand that. We don't need more law because we're gonna, they'll, they'll just pass a law, and it will appease a certain portion of the population of the United States. Oh, okay, cool, well, they pass a law. And then it'll go away until somebody else does something like shoot up another school or another movie theater or some other recruiting station. You know, Brian, as well as I do, that the gun is not the problem. And people want to talk about common sense gun laws. What? Common sense says what? Okay, well, this person, at the the age of, like, 12 years old, they were diagnosed with ADD or PTSD. Okay. Well, what happened in their life that gave them some kind of traumatic event that they must live through or remember or not be able to work through that's going to cause them down the road to want to go kill somebody? Their parents died in a traffic accident. They were in the back of the car. They were left alive. That doesn't mean that they can't actually live past that. That doesn't mean that they're actually going to go get a weapon and go kill somebody because who is it to blame for this traffic accident? Nobody. It was an accident. This collision. Well, you're right. Here, here's the thing. The government has got to the point and society has got to the point where there should never be any accidents. Look at every shooting. Or John Walsh. What happened to his son? What do they do? They get laws passed and name it after the kid or name it after the, the soldier that died in an accident or name it after somebody to pull at your heartstrings. And here, here's one thought before I go into the rest. Our country is almost 240 years old. You mean to tell me in 240 years they haven't passed enough laws to follow for us to live peaceably? Yes, they have. There's no. Yeah, let me just turn off some applause there. 
Yeah, well, there's no need for Congress to pass all these laws because the laws ain't there to help us. Laws are only there to enslave us. I mean, look, the average person doesn't have a clue. You don't need a driver's license to drive your car. Oh, yeah, I do. No, you, the state says it. No, you don't. You don't know your rights. You have a fundamental right to travel from point A to point B without any interference of government. The courts have ruled on it. It's, it's a fact. But because you believe something, because you've been programmed, what you said earlier, the television is, language means something, people. Television programming. They tell you what to think because they don't want you to go look for yourself. Yeah, since the 19, uh, late 40s, early 50s, even, this, even into the 60s, uh, our government has infiltrated media and looked at ways to manipulate people so that they would be, uh, you know, would conform to the government's suggestion of law. Operation Mockingbird. You heard of that one, haven't you? Operation I have, yes, Mockingbird. Not many people have. Yeah, Operation Mockingbird. The CIA was using the media to control certain people and organizations. They say, if you look it up, it's on Wikipedia. Now, I'm not going to say Wikipedia is one of the best sources as in <laughs> trustworthy, but I will right. say. The source information is highly accurate. That part you can that you can take to the bank. It's the thoughts of people that create these pages. They're putting their opinions into it, and a lot of things is misinformation. But one of the things it talks about is Operation Mockingbird in there, and they say, oh, it. Uh, they quit it. They didn't. They didn't. They could. They stop doing the program after so long. No, they didn't quit. We have six companies that own all the media in the country, print media, anything that's considered mainstream. If you don't think they're controlling the message for their benefit and not yours, then something's wrong. Yeah, and and I don't know if I mentioned earlier, I don't remember at this point because there's a lot of things going on through my head right now, but um, every one of the people here at WINN and anybody that's involved with Reach Out America Radio Network Alliance, do this voluntarily. We're not paid by anybody. Everything that we do comes out of pocket, whether it's paying for airtime that you get to hear, uh, my gas money, to do what I did, and and the I had the benefit of uh, obtaining a canopy and a table, and people gave me uh, uh, like I said, I got a lot of things going through my head right now. Um, uh, a converter ain't that much room up there. <laughs> yeah, same. A, a, a converter so that I can plug it into my cigarette lighter in my car and still charge my electronics. Last weekend, last Saturday, I was at uh, a Heritage, Southern Heritage Rally. That was in Fort Nonsense, Virginia. And 
they got another one coming up on the, I want to say the 29th of September. It may be the 19th. I'll have to look again to make sure. Uh, but what you're looking at, the things that WINN does and Reach Out America does, and We Are One America does, it's all volunteers because we believe in bringing as much truth to people as, as will listen. And that's what it comes down to. If you are willing to listen to what we have to say and then turn around and take that information and go do your own research, please, I mean, if you can call us out, please do. Please call us up and say, no, you're wrong. Well, tell me why, you're, well, tell me why we're wrong. And we'll look at it and we'll say, okay, well, let's find out. And we'll go through it. We'll take the information that you give to us and we'll look at it. And if we're wrong, we will say so. At least myself. I mean, I have no problems admitting that I was wrong about something. Zero. None whatsoever. I am not the be-all, end-all of information. I believe what I believe for the reasons that I have found the information to be right. Yep. And Want some, want some chicken hearts, by the way? <laughs> they got chicken hearts now? I no, know I'm getting ready. I, I figured, you know, this is how real win is. People are volunteers. I'm sitting here putting away my groceries in my truck, and I'm getting ready to cook me some chicken hearts. I'm thinking about a stuffed pork chop and a salad while I'm sitting here on the show <laughs> in the truck. We're just regular people that care about our country, and we don't want to see it destroyed. I mean, you know, you're you're talking about the number of laws that Congress makes. You're right. We don't we don't need more law. We need less law. We need less government. We already are are being forced to you know work number. Yeah, let's put this on the front burner. All right. When when we're talking about how many laws that have been passed, okay. Our presidential representative right now has said that the ACA is law. It's here to stay as long, at least as long as he's president. Hopefully hopefully it won't be Hillary um, or Jeb Bush. Um, but we are now forced. Forced. Mind you, forced. Okay. To obtain health insurance no matter our age, no matter our health level. Okay. Uh to go purchase health insurance, whether it is through the, the the ACA exchange on a website that still doesn't work, by the way, or through a private entity. Actually, let me, uh, let me correct you on that. You're still forced to go to the healthcare.gov. Being that I've got my own truck, we lost our company insurance when I signed the papers. My wife has been shopping for insurance. She goes through Blue Cross Blue Shield. Before they will complete the process, they make you go to healthcare.gov. And healthcare.gov... Oh, so register your social security number so to make sure that, that you, know, you get verification from the insurance company that you do go to has all the correct information in case you decide to cancel it and then hit you with the $95 for canceling it. Actually, it's deeper than that. What they told my wife when she filled out the information, she was automatically forced to un- 
to enroll in the CHIP program, which I don't know what CHIP stands for. It's whatever the state has. It's like Medicaid and WIC and all that stuff. That your child may be covered under the state program. They force you to do it or you don't get health insurance. Or if you don't do it, you pay the full out-of-pocket in premium. And for us, how about that less than a cell phone bill? Well, I've never had a cell phone bill that was $900 a month. Yeah. I mean, it, here, here's one of the horror stories that people don't really understand, and, and some do on a personal level. All right, now, I was paying, uh, I, don't remember, I, I can't remember, remember the exact number for having a child, a writer, if you will, and if you know anything about insurance jargon, that's what they call them, a writer on your insurance program. Um, somewhere about, I think it was about $128 a month. Really fairly priced insurance. Now, I have three kids, and all three of them are covered. And before the ACA went into effect, I was paying that same amount for all three kids because how often do all three kids go to the doctor on the same day for whatever thing or within a week or within a month because they're sick? How often? You've got kids, you know how often. Okay, well, I need to take Charlie in because, he, you know, he, he, he needs stitches. Okay, well, Charlie got stitches because he fell off the, the sled or the slide or the swing set, you know, pinched his hand or whatever it was. Now, my other son, he hasn't been to the doctor for like three months. Okay. That's cool. Okay, it kind of makes sense. That's common sense when it comes to anything, whether it's health insurance or going to school, right? So one of my other kids, we spent a week in uh, CHKD, Children's Hospital of the King's Daughters. And it cost us, and thankfully Obamacare hadn't come into play. Oh, my God, I said his name. Excuse me. Um. The Shame on you. Had not, come into <laughs> had not come into effect at that point. And it cost us $500 for him to spend a week in a hospital, in a hospital bed with uh, surgery on his knee, MRI, uh, ultrasound, IV, learning how to get a pick line put in his chest so that we could administer at home antibiotics. Nurses, doctors, x-rays, medicines, it cost us $500 before the ACA came into effect. Now, like I said, I've got three kids, and I was paying like $128 a month for one child, which covered all of them. Now I'm paying about $230 for all three of my children every month. That's each, $230. That's $690 a month for three kids that don't always have to go to the hospital on the same day, in the same week, or the same month. Yes, and here's something else people don't realize. Just do the research. Go look it up. Just go to Google start page, whatever browser you want. 
type in average yearly medical expenses for a family. And do you know it's a scam the insurance companies are pulling? Because why? You're deductible unless you pay for a real low deductible. The average deductible, I think, is $3,500 a year before, any, before insurance even kicks in. Because why? That's the average expense that the average family pays in a year going to checkups and doctor visits. And, and it's like the insurance companies who are owned by who? The big banks who love stealing your money. So guess what? You're paying the insurance bills, and they're just pocketing the money because the average family spends We'll say, I'm just throwing out round numbers, but say $3,500 a year before insurance ever touches anything. Yep. And the increases, if you look at the, the requested increases, depending upon your state, range from, excuse me, range from about a 12% increase to an 86% increase, depending upon what state you're in. For the premium, that's what you pay on a month, right? Mm-hmm. It's not saving us. What was what was the number that was touted? Twenty five hundred dollars a year, or a month, or yeah, a year. No. So all the you know you know you talk, Yeah, what did the Republicans run on? They said, you know, if you elect us and we take control of the House and the Senate will re- repeal Obamacare. Lie. And no, they, they, they didn't lie. <laughs> I, hate to, I, hate to, I mean, the Republicans do not work with the Democrats. I mean, they're not on the same team like, you know, the World Wrestling, World Wrestling Federation. They go oh, out yes, there and play are. enemies. They go out there and oh, play yes, enemies, but after work they go get a beer unless you're the floor-tapping guy, and he go gets a boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, they, they're actually, you know, they are on the same team. They're yes, they looking are. to protect, they're looking to protect themselves and the good old boy that's next to them and the good old boy that's across the aisle and all of the things that we pay taxes for uh, are not what you think they are for. I mean, when, if, if people don't, Let's take Social Security, for instance, okay? When Social Security was implemented, it was sold to the American people as an insurance policy that they could collect, you know, a certain amount of money when they retired. It was never worded. It was never meant to be an insurance policy. Ever. Oh, Ever. And very few, very very few people really understand that. And, well, I, you know, I got a you, you theory. I got a theory. I can't actually prove it, but I have a theory. You know how they say uh, Social Security's bankrupt, right? Right. And I've been chasing this one since I learned about Connie's show and heard her talking about the Title Four E program and how the Feds are paying the states to take your children, okay? I know that's 
hard. Sounds hard. No, they wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, they would. Um, Absolutely. Well, when they passed that law, it was passed under Clinton under the HIPAA laws and got snuck in to the Social Security Act. Title Four is Social Security. So guess what? I can't prove it, but I'd be willing to bet where all the Social Security money went. Well, see, here's the thing that, that, you know, when it when it comes to the bottom line, not where it goes, uh, but the bottom line is that every every dollar that me working generates and goes to Social Security is gone. It goes out yeah. to somebody else right now, today, every dollar. It's not in some magic fund. It's not in some stock market scheme. It's gone. Every dollar is obviously accounted for, and it goes out. Now, next, let's see, uh, this being 2015, next year, you're going to hear, and this has been talked about before, actually on mainstream media, that the disability portion of the social social security benefit uh, is bankrupt. It's gone. There's nothing left. Yeah. Now, really, there are not that many people collecting the disability of disability benefit of social security for it to be broke because everybody should be paying into it. Well, any time. That some politician wants to sit there and say, "Well, Social Security, you know, it, it, I mean, it's it's gone. There, there's nothing there. The reason nothing is there is because the government has spent it on something else because it wasn't intended to be given back to the people that pay into it. That's why they keep increasing, increasing, uh, you know, senior citizens' age. What was yeah, it twenty but, years ago? What sixty? I think it was. Okay, and, and then, then it was 62. Then 63. And then it was 65. Then, and now they're wanting to raise it to 70. But see, here's the, okay. here's the thing. What they want is for you, once you go to work, they teach you in school to be a good little slave, to just have just enough intelligence to put one part together so you can work on an assembly line. Once you work on that assembly line, 40 years, 50 years, until you're 70, because they're going to raise the age to 70, they want you to right. die. Then they get to keep all that money. Yeah. You know, people are going. To, you're going to hear about tax and spend. You're going to hear people talking about, well, let's tax the rich more and leave Middle America, you know, relatively alone. Let's give Middle America the tax breaks. It is because I pay attention, because I look and and, and and I research, you know, as much as I possibly can. I see this kind of thing. And I have enough sense to be able to say, okay, well, that, that doesn't work. I mean, you're, you pay so much money in taxes, whether it's an income tax or a state tax or a sales tax or a property tax. 
if we knew where that money was going, because what you do in a household is you pay attention to what money that you have goes, where it goes to. I mean, you're going to pay this for the electricity bill. You're going to pay this for food. You're going to pay this for gas in your vehicles to get back and forth to work. If we knew exactly where all of that money went, I think that America would shit. We do know where we it went. I've talked about yeah, this yeah. before. Yeah, in, in, in this politician's pocket, it went in that politician's pocket. It went to shut up this particular government. It went to help this particular government. It went to supposedly help this other particular people in this particular government. Well, it went to $40,000 for a toilet seat and $50,000 for a hammer. Well, yes, but it's some look, you pay an income tax if you got a job, right? What is it supposed to pay for? What are, what does people believe it's paid for? Nowadays, I'm getting more and more people says I don't know because used to they'd say, "Oh, it goes to pay the national budget." No, the Grace Commission report done under the Congress during Ronald Reagan, named after the guy that 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 headed up it, Mr. Grace, Senator Grace, or Congressman Grace, one of the two. Um, the Grace Commission report. Just go look it up. You cannot find the full report. They will not let you see that. You can find a brief on the report, but absolutely none of the income tax goes to pay the budget. It goes to pay the Federal Reserve for the money they print and does not even pay the interest on the debt. Look, it's a principle. Jesus was asked the question about do I pay taxes? And he said, hand me a coin. And he says, whose face is on it? And they said, Caesar. I said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, render unto God that which is God. Who gives us the money? The private bank called the Federal Reserve. Where does all this money go back to? The people that own the money, the Caesar, a.k.a. the Federal Reserve. They are robbing your wealth out from under you because what is money? congealed life. You put your life into it to have little bobbles that don't mean anything and then complain when you don't get your way. Yes. Yeah. Um, that dollar bill, that $5 bill, that 10 20 whatever, whatever bill you got in your pocket, it's, <laughs> it's only worth that value because the Federal, Federal Reserve says it's worth that much money. There's no gold backing it anymore. Once upon a time, there was, back in 1970, 1971. 1972, 73, 74 rolled around. We got off the gold standard. The same thing happened in Great Britain when they got off the British, British sterling because that's what dictated the value of that paper money or that even that coin. Right now, Pennies are made out of zinc. And I don't know about anybody else, but my son actually swallowed a dime and we thought it was a quarter because that's what it looked like in the x-ray. And his mom still has it in a, in a Ziploc bag with the picture that we got of the x-ray where he swallowed a, a dime. And the doctor was worried about two things. The amount of zinc that he ingested and whether or not that coin would actually turn sideways in his, you know, intestines and block something up. That's all that he was worried about. End of story. He was three years old. 
gives new meaning to the term. That gives new meaning to the term deflation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and thankfully, CPS wasn't called on us because he also ate a Barbie shoe. And the owner of that Barbie wanted that shoe back. Go figure, <laughs> girl, no problem. Um, but at three years old, what are you going to do at three years old? Two years old, three years old, there's like, you know, trucking around the floor and you're going to see something. You're going to put it in your mouth. That's what kids do. I don't know where he got hold of the dime, but that's not the point. But the, the zinc that is in pennies. Co- pennies are, have not been made out of copper since 1982, and maybe 83. It's zinc. When you look at the side of a quarter, you see, I don't know, two or three different kinds of metal on the side of it, especially if it's been in your pocket for a while and you held on to it. It's not silver like it was. Nickels, not nickel anymore. And and we have been, you know, we were talking earlier, we got about nine minutes before the top of the hour. We were talking earlier about being programmed. We're programmed to think that a dollar is worth a dollar of, of what? A dollar of gold? No. A dollar. A dollar is worth a dollar. Okay, well, what does that mean? To compare that, once upon a time, the paper dollar that we carry around today was worth a dollar of gold on a Troy scale, Troy ounce scale. And you'll hear the, the, the question every once in a while, what weighs more, a pound of silver or a pound of gold, or a pound of feathers? Well, the real answer to that question is they weigh the same because they're weighed on different scales. If you were to take a pound of gold and put it on a regular scale, one that you weigh yourself on in you know, the bathroom or whatever on the morning, it's not going to weigh the same as a pound of feathers because they're measured on two different scales. So when you're looking at a dollar, it's only it's actually worth less than the paper that it's printed on. Mm-hmm. It it really honestly is. It takes I think I think the last comparison to print or to mint a penny was like twelve or thirteen cents to mint to actually make one penny. It costs that much. Throughout history, so, gold gold was. Gold, silver, and copper. The Bible talks about the denarii. Well, it was the denarii. It was a copper penny. Okay. But throughout history, that's always been money. Until the 1960s, we were took off the gold standard. My wife has a ten dollar bill, 1952 ten dollar bill, and it says on it. I may get the wording partially wrong. If you pull out a dollar bill now, it says this is uh, this note is legal tender or something close to that. All debts public and private. Yeah, let me all debts public and private. Yes, but there's a sentence missing after that. And is redeemable for monies. Right. Yeah. See this bill. I'm looking. I'm looking at a one dollar bill right now, and Printed, this is the series, the series 2009, and it says, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. 
Yep. And the sentence they took off after we come off the gold standard that came after that was what when I when my wife found this she kept it. It's sitting in her mom's safe. It says it would say after that and is redeemable for monies. That is a note. That dollar bill. It's not money. It's a note. What do you pay? Look, what do we call them? We call them bills, right? A dollar bill. How do you pay a bill with a bill? You don't. All you're doing is transferring the debt. We have a 100% debt-based economy. Nothing ever gets paid off. All you do is give notes or bills because you're not paying with money. You're transferring the debt. Yes. 100% right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. yeah, you know, I <laughs> I found a uh, a twenty dollar bill that didn't look like Monopoly money, which is what now we're playing with, really. And yeah. if you look at the bills that are printed in the last, uh, I think it's last three years, they are the color of Monopoly money. Mm-hmm. Pink, white, green, yellow, blue, and it's all corresponding to those colors. Thank you, Milton Bradley. Um, and I found one that was still not colored. It still was, it was the same green. And if you were lucky enough to see a blue, see a blue bill, that's a silver certificate. If you're lucky enough to see one, see one, uh, hold on to it and do not ever pretend to spend it. Um, it didn't have the big face of whatever president being flashed all over it, but it did have the counterfeit stripe within it, which is one of the first things that the Federal Reserve came out with because they didn't want to have fake money bouncing around there because it takes money out of their pocket. And nobody wanted to buy it. I said, I'll take it, you know, give me 20 for 20. Well, there's nothing special about this. I said, yeah, it's actually, it's not the same. It doesn't have the watermark. It's free, whatever, but it it still has the counterfeit stripe in it. And if you hold any bill up right now, a dollar bill, a hundred dollar bill, a two dollar bill, I don't care, you're going to see the watermark of the president is on it, and you're going to see the strike, counterfeit strike. And what happens today when when you go into most stores, whether it is a Kohl's, J.C. Penney, Seven Eleven, and you drop a fifty dollar bill, why do they still need to run that pen across it? You're being trained that you're a criminal and you do and you can't do anything right. So we need to make sure you don't have counterfeit money. It's all training. There you go. There you go. I'm 42 year old. 42 years old. My my beard is gray. My my body's weird. You know, most people get gray hair on top of their head and it works their way down. I did the opposite. Mm-hmm, yeah, so, me too. My hair's still brown on top. <laughs> so what I. You go in there, you can tell I'm in my 40s, but why do they ask you for your card? Because you're being trained. Go back to Nazi Germany. Papers, please. Yeah, I got. there's another example of, uh, of exactly that. Um, I'm, I'm – <laughs> we got about two minutes before the top of the hour. We've got to hit a commercial break. But um, <laughs> your local Walmart. I don't care what state you live in. There is somebody sitting there with a little magic marker or a highlighter pen to sit there and look at your receipt 
and to do what? Make sure you didn't steal anything? There are people that wait in line. Wait in line behind two other people to get their receipt looked at. That's programming. They have no right, none whatsoever, whether it is Walmart, JCPenney's, Macy's, Kohl's, Best Way, Best Buy. I don't care. They have no right to look at your receipt. They have no right. That individual has no right whatsoever to see what you bought unless they suspect you of stealing something. And I cannot imagine that they think everybody that walks in that door, they think that everybody has stolen something. And (laughs) no, you don't have to stop. You don't have to. If you want to be cattle, then hang out. Go ahead. Waste your time. You You have to sit there and roll your eyes and breathe heavy like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have to wait through this. You don't. Keep walking. What are they going to do, call you back? Yeah, what are they going to do, call the cops? I mean, if if they call the cops on you, then you can sue them. Guess what you get to say? Okay, well, if you want to go through everything in my cart and my receipt, I will sit here right right here with you, and we can go over it one by one. But I'll tell you what, if my ice cream melts and it is pudding or milk by the time we get done, you're buying me a new one. End of story. You want to call the police? We'll wait for them to get here. But my frozen food that need to get in the freezer in like 15 or 20 minutes, uh, you're buying me new. You're replacing it. Period. End of story. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hit our commercials. We'll be right back. This is Reach Out America. I'm Keeper, your host. We're talking with Brian. Uh, don't go away. There is plenty more. Stay tuned. World Integrity News Network. For decades now, in the name of fun, food, and entertainment, conservative Christians and patriots have created a monster. And unknowingly, after we spent billions of hard-earned dollars supporting corporations and sponsors, we now see their plan. They systematically have fought politicians to spread their immoral social agenda, and they have sued in court and have successfully closed down some businesses. I'd say enough's enough, and let's feed this beast no longer. Feed the beast no more. So join our national boycott. They have targeted right now eight corporations and sponsors of media. If they catch that official list, head over to Pastor Sylvester Bland's page, www.theunitedstatesofamerica.us, or call 951-360-3399. That number again, 951-360-3399, or hit up www.theunitedstates. Of America, like St. Paul, St. Peter, pluralized, St. United States of America, U.S. The Expo in Cholo. Stand there and be aware. Cholo, Arizona, Southwest Shooting Authority, and Liberty for All 3% bring you the next Arms Expo, happening on October 16th through the 18th in Cholo, Arizona. Reach Out America is more than happy to share this information and be vocal in the support of these two organizations standing up for our constitutional rights as humans. Make sure you get to the Expo and Show Love this October. Stand with Southwest Shooting Authority and Liberty for all 3% and get your liberty on. Stand for your rights as guaranteed by the law of the land, the Constitution of these United States. For more information, check out Restoring America's Heritage on Facebook and Liberty for All 3% also on Facebook. Sholo, Arizona is the place to be this October 16th through the 18th. Stand there and be aware. Earth can shake. 
the sky come down the mountains all fall to the ground but i will fear none of these things shelter me lord underneath your wings This is Dave Bray from the Patriotic Rock Band, Madison Rising, and you're listening to Reach Out America. We get it. You are awesome. You are overflowing with ideas of causes to fight, movements to start, funky gizmos to make, talents and products to sell, and communities to build. But getting started, well, that's tough. There are way too many questions. Which technology should you use? Where will you have the best audience? What tools are out there? When you look for the answers, there seems to be so many options. But which one is right for you? There is so much to learn, and each part seems disconnected from the others. Ugh. But wait, what if you could find a single, simple solution to all of those questions in one place? A place where you can collaborate with others and release your raw awesomeness to the world. Introducing Collaborate USA, the single platform created to convert your ideas into reality, a place where you can share with other awesome folks or sell your products, a place that has all of the tools you need to do what you want, where you can exert influence, lead a movement, using the platform, whether you're sharing, selling, giving, funding, or learning. It's about your brilliance standing out and collaborating with others. You are awesome. If you have dreams to reach, purpose to fulfill, or potential to release, we're the place to hang out online. Join Collaborate USA now. Release the awesome potential of you. Reach Out America Radio, where news is never produced. It's presented with integrity. Join World Integrity News Network seven days a week from 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central to 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N. Also on blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N-I-N-C. We are here to help work toward a better tomorrow. common goal should be turning America to its Unmuted. constitutional republic roots. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. That actually didn't belong to the federal government in the first place. It belongs to you and I. Some hope for the youth of our country. This is my next phase of my mission. The next greatest generation. You are listening to Reach Out America. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Reach Out America. I am Keeper, your host. I do want to give a shout-out to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we're looking at a secondary platform to get the information out to people, and that is called TalkShoe. And uh, we're actually simulcasting this radio broadcast through Rights of the Few. And uh, we're going to be giving out that phone number here, hopefully in the future, yeah, this this is really a test program. I was expecting another individual to call in, but they didn't they didn't do that. Um, and luckily, I was here because otherwise, we would not actually be having a program right now. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, talk to you. Uh, you get to dial into a phone number and an access code. If you have an account, um, you can enter that. But you you definitely want to uh, 
not entered your own access account so that you can listen to this program. And, uh, again, it's going to be transpiring in the future, hopefully on a regular basis, but we'll see what transpires. It is exciting uh, being a part of this organization to see the kinds of changes it's been through. We've gone from uh, one show on a Sunday night to two shows uh, and then five shows and then seven shows and 14 shows, and now we're reaching out to other other. Other ways to get that message out there, we've, we've looked at Skype, we've looked at uh, Spreaker, we've looked at uh, Mixler. And uh, right now, like I said, we are broadcasting in simulcast and talk show. Thank you very much for Right to the Few uh, putting this out there for us. And uh, we, we look, definitely are looking forward to this partnership with, with talk show, uh, Right to the Few. And... Uh, Getting, getting information out there to people that they don't get to hear on mainstream media because, as we were talking about on the other side of the break, it, it's programmed what you hear, and we don't talk about that kind of programming. We are real people that live in the trenches, if you will. Uh, we go to work, we have jobs, or we're stay-at-home moms, or luckily, you know, if I could be a stay-at-home dad, I'd be cool, but, I mean... Uh, we want people to understand what is really going on on that level. And mainstream media doesn't do that. Even certain alternative media doesn't do that. And that's what we bring it. We don't want to be big. We want to be honest. And hopefully we can inspire some people to look, out, look up this information that we discuss for themselves. And don't just follow one news source or one radio show. I mean, we want you to listen to other, other programs. If you like us, great. Thank you for being here, and we appreciate it more than you will ever know. If you like us and you are listening through Blog Talk Radio, please follow the show. Click the little follow button and let us know that you're there. If you have a question or a comment and you're listening on TalkShoe, I would like you to call 516-453-9128 during one of our live broadcasts. If you're listening to this in archive or uh, via uh, iTunes, thank you. Look us up. Uh, we are here seven days a week on two networks on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N, blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N-I-N-C. Two different phone numbers, but if you log on to either one or you check out either one of those, you can find that phone number. And right now, again, that phone number is 516-453-9128. And when you hear the sound of my voice, go ahead and press the one button. Somebody will answer your phone call, and we'll see about getting you on the line and talk to us and uh, listen to your comments. You know, I opened the show talking about how influenced we are and, and, and how relevant news around the world is really to us on a daily basis. And between you know 70 or 200 people being arrested or detained by an organization called ISIS, how relevant is that to your daily life? It's not, is it? It's not. Not unless they're on you know the Texas border or the Canadian border or you know somewhere in Manhattan or the California coast or maybe in Alaska, which I don't think they'd be able to survive because it's too darn cold most of the time. 
but they might show up in Florida. And they hide themselves under, you know, some kind of a wrap so that you can't see anything but their eyes. And I see that as chicken. Well, you know why they do that, don't you? I believe this. Well, no. When you got the American government running ISIS, giving them weapons and everything else, look at all the major leaders that were CIA, Anwar al-Awlaki, Osama bin Laden. I mean, they have ties to the CIA. The Boston bomber suspects. If you look at all of them, who were they run by? They had handlers in the CIA. These people doing this, they don't show their faces because they're told not to, because that way you don't know who the insiders are. So, and then, and then the ones that are like, you know, pulling the strings tell like the ones that are going to pull other strings to hide their face than everybody else does. That's you right. Know, it, 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 it's funny. Uh, actually, no, it's not. It's not funny at all. It is. It is disgusting. If you were to look at pictures of certain countries, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Libya, 30 to 50 years ago, you would see thriving countries not that dissimilar from America. That's right. And, you know, people going to work, doing whatever it is that they need to do to be able to make ends meet, pay bills. That's it, plain and simple. And now what do you see? You see things that look like Detroit, Michigan. And if you well, haven't seen any pictures of, of Detroit, Michigan, you need to like start paying attention. Well, look at Mohammed Mosaddegh in 1953. He just wanted 25% of the oil proceeds from, it became British Petroleum later, but I think it was Dutch Royal Shell. Um, it's owned by the Queen. He said, I want 25% of the oil profits to build up the country, to have education, uh, have they had, they wanted the Western lifestyle. They wanted what we had. What does our government come in and do with the through the CIA? Overthrows him and puts in the Shah, Saddam Hussein. He was trained by the CIA, and everybody talks about how bad he was. Really, it's an orchestrated plan. What was he doing? Did he kill those babies in incubators? No, he did not. That came out to be a lie. Um, and what, he was building up the, the country. That- if, if people don't believe the fact that the CIA manipulates, uh, all you got to do is look at uh, Croatia, or Croatia, yeah, Croatia, and what is happening in, in southern parts of Russia. I see brain farts. I have so many things on my mind. I can't even keep all these names straight. Can we Crimea. make you mad? Thank you. No, it's it's, it's not mad. No, it's I said you want me to make or, you mad. No, <laughs> because if you make me mad, I'll go on a go off on a tangent, and you won't be able to understand me because I'll be irate. Then I won't tell you what's in front of me. Oh, oh all right. Well, go ahead. Now, you, now you piqued my interest. Go ahead. Piss me off. Stuffed pork chop, pierogies, mushrooms, chicken hearts, stuffing. <sighs> Just the joy well, of doing a radio show. show. If you change those chicken hearts to chicken livers, I'm with you. <laughs> I went to a Brazilian restaurant, and uh, my wife said, hey, let's go. It's $30 a person, all you can eat. It's uh, called Radizios. 
if you can go to any Brazilian restaurant within a couple hours, God, it's worth it. They have <laughs> all their meats on skewers cooking over an open flame, and it's all you can eat. They have these little triangles like uh, that meat in the middle, green and red. As long as that green is up, they're going to bring you meat. They'll give you a few oh, pieces. I know. And a salad bar, all you can eat. That's where all your vegetables are in. You go get that, but they bring the meats to you. That's where I found chicken hearts, and I would have never thought it because after I was eating them, I was like, what are those chicken hearts? I said, oh, my gosh, those things are good. But it's <laughs> hey, like got 30. On the line. I'll, 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 they got, a, they got a question. I want to bring them, bring them on and, and see what their question is here really quick. We got Jeremy on the line. Jeremy, what's your question, sir? Well, my question is really a comment question. It's pretty much a comment that you guys could just talk about for hours. It's the fact that if you look at the, uh, if you look at, if you go back to 1989, I believe it was, right when the Israel conflict was going on, and CNN said that they had their, that they had their, uh, said they had their people over there, and they were, uh, that they were being attacked by Scud missiles uh, with. Uh, with a, a chemical weapons on, on on the Scud missile, and uh, it all turned out to be a lie. Mm-hmm. That, uh, CNN later on had to report that they were standing on top of the ATN uh, at the uh, CNN center in Atlanta, Georgia. But also, they conflict reports about Muslims and Israelis. Jews, to be more correct, um, they they look at the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem, and the Dome of the Rock was built where the uh, Jewish temple was, the one that, uh, that uh, in the Bible, Jesus said he would destroy in three days. But um, the Muslims, they built the mosque there. But if you go look at the Dome of the Rock, if you go look at the, uh, the Muslims where they pray, they say that this is such a holy city to them. But if you look when they pray, what do they do on the Dome of the Rock? They play soccer there. They... They they pray facing facing um, I can't I can't remember what city it actually is but it's it's, Mecca. it's uh yeah they they pray facing Mecca and the Jews when they come to pray they pray at the wall facing the Temple Mount if it's such a holy city to them and they're so God writing this their land then if it's so why are they praying towards Mecca why can't they pray towards the great uh, mosque they have built. All right. Well, here's here's a perhaps a partial answer to your question. All right. We'll start with Mecca. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Muhammad began in Mesopotamia, and he was a prophet of Allah. And if uh, if anybody knows the difference between Allah and God, it's the same name, just a different language, and you're going to interpret it whichever way you want. Two different gods. And, and, and get mad about it or, or, or whatever. Okay, so people don't necessarily follow Allah. They follow the teachings of Muhammad, which supposedly came from Allah. Okay, now, the difference being is that if you follow Christianity, you give praise to Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, also the Son of Man. You understand the Holy Spirit. Now, there is... a a debate that I've gotten into uh, that uh, that Jesus Christ is God in human form, and it says so right in the Bible. And hopefully, people won't argue with me too much about that. No, no man, I'm a Christian. I just... Okay. So when 
when people pray to Allah, they turn to Mecca because that is where Muhammad actually grew his flock, for lack of a better term. And instead of teaching from one source, which Christians do, which is the Bible, they teach from three sources, which is the Quran. Uh, too many things going on in my head. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Sarah. <laughs> Uh, and they they teach out three holy 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 texts, okay? And I can't remember the third one right now. One of them, obviously, is what we most are familiar with, which is the Quran. Um, the other of which, or one of the other of which, is what Muhammad Muhammad, not Allah, Muhammad did on a daily basis. What he ate, what he uh, when he went out and got up and went to the bathroom when he went to pray, when he changed his clothes, when he put new socks on, when he whatever it was that he wore, uh, which way he wrapped the turban around his head, uh, and things like that. The other one is a lot of what he spoke. And uh, philosophers, even within Islam, will teach you that scholars followed him daily and wrote down everything that he said every word that was uttered from his mouth. Uh, and there were different interpretations, and they would sit there and get together about what they heard and discussed and, and decided, okay, well, that must have been this or this must have been that. And even if you follow Christianity, you'll understand that during those times, there was a lot of, quote-unquote, demonic possession. Yes. And that is where... Uh, the problem persists or began, if you will, between the teachings of Jesus Christ and the teachings of Muhammad. Jesus Christ came about, thanks be to God, and told us to turn the other cheek. How many times must I forgive my brother? Or how much how many times should I forgive a sinner? Seven times seven times seven. And Muhammad didn't do that. He went the opposite direction. He went to violence. And you you must you know you got to they'll either con- conform or die. There hasn't been a teaching after that that point. Okay, before Jesus Christ, before the New Testament, God was all about the wrath of God, eye for an eye, theory, end of story. You kill somebody, you die. You steal something, you're going to get have to pay retribution for it. On the other side, Islam still to this day does not believe in that. There is no forgiveness unless you convert. And if you do convert, well, you've got to prove it some way, one way or another, and depending upon who it is you're professing that you're converting to, whether or not they believe you, they'll kill you or not. Or you can pay a tax, pay to be inside. And that is actually out of all three of those sacred texts. Now, they pray to Mecca because, again, that is where Muhammad taught from. They see Mecca as uh, the foundation of Islam. They see Jerusalem as the foundation of Christianity, whether it was from God himself or from Jesus Christ. And that's the difference. They pray for the Temple Mount or they pray at the Wailing Wall because that is the, the, the focal point of the birthplace of all religious life. But what is the point for the Muslims to be there? If, they, if, they, if, if Mecca is the place for them, is it not just a slap in the face to the Jews and the Christians to be like, we're going to take hold of your holy city? 
That's well, when you have to go farther back. That's when you have to go farther back in Christianity. Okay, if you follow the two lines of the birth of, of, of Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, one went this way, one went another way. So the birth lines of Jesus Christ, which, as Christians believe, is the be all end all, the beginning period in the story. Okay, they will tell you that the child of this one went this way and founded Judaism. The child of this one went this way and founded Islam, which is what they consider today. So the, even though they pray to Mecca, they still recognize the birthplace of all religions. So they fight over things like the Temple Mount. They fight over Jerusalem because that is the birthplace. That's where Jesus was born. And even in the Quran, they mention Jesus Christ. I think it's 25 times, if not more. So even though they, they look to Muhammad as the prophet of Allah, they understand that the line, the lineage, dates back to Jesus Christ. And that is mm-hmm. what the fight is over, and that is why they'll break the Mecca or, or, or bow to Mecca, because they see Muhammad as their way to Allah and his teaching, because they give they give uh, credence to that, and if you if you continue to follow the line of Christianity and Catholicism, because there's a difference there. In Catholicism, they want you to pray or uh, confess your sins to a preacher. Yeah, Christianity doesn't believe in that, and I I designate a difference in the two because of that. And actually, Brian and I were talking about this earlier. My view of Christianity is quite a bit different from a lot of people, at least in my mind. And where... my, my, my view is so different because um, I just don't see the point of, you know, I saw where uh, the, the Pope now said that, you know, it's dangerous to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But it is. It is. a whole lot of money. Well, yeah, it is. It is dangerous. You're going to get persecuted. It, it, yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for them because I, I I think that the problem with the Roman Catholic Church is that they like too many people have thrown too much money into it, and now they've gotten all corrupt. And they say, you know, that you know they that they were the first ever church when that wasn't the case. I mean, the the first You're ever right. preacher was Mary, and because she went and told them all that, that Jesus was risen, that she was the first preacher of the New Testament. But Well, so here, I, here's, here's what you need to do, Jeremy. If you, if, you really, if you really want to go down this path, okay, uh, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, pray, obviously, and when you read the Bible, you need to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance because he will open your eyes to understanding what Jesus was talking about and what God wants you to understand. And people talk about the Holy Trinity. Well, those three, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which Catholics give credence to, are one in the same being. There's no difference between them. They just do different things in their religious aspects. Well, and I'm no preacher, and I, I'm, I haven't been to any kind of scholarly school to, to be able to dictate this stuff. This is what I've learned over time through personal experience, through my own research. And I've read enough of the Quran to know that it is 
It is a corrupt document. It is not actually a religion. Though it is beautiful from a historic aspect, uh, but it does it does teach hate. It does teach corruption. It tells you that you can lie to, to you know expound on your agenda, which is you know which is making Islam the religion all across the land. And, and Christianity actually did the same thing: go forth and multiply. And a, a few other tangents of it is some different things like uh, uh, Mormon Church. Uh, but if you're going to go down that path, you're going to your eyes will be open to a whole number of things, and it may fear you. Uh, it, it may humble you. At least I hope it does humble you, um, and it will prepare you. So yeah, I appreciate I, I appreciate your call, Jeremy. Do you have another question? Uh, yeah, it's just like uh, when you uh. When uh, you guys, like, I, I, you know, I was listening to your show about how, how the news media, you know, they, they, they straight out lie to people. They'll news take stories and they'll make it. But um, my question is, today's news media, has it gotten to the point where we can just stop calling it news media and just start calling it for what it is, is political activism on part of, you see, MSNBC, Democrat Channel. CNN, it depends on how much money they're throwing them. Fox News, that's a Republican channel, but it's a rhino Republican channel. Well, more and more people are understanding that our, 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 the news media that we see is an oligarchy. They make a lot of money, and they are dictating policy by giving more airtime to this politician or that politician or whatever it happens to be. And at a certain case in point, when CBS had the opportunity opportunity to uh, host the Olympics back in the 80s, um, one of their news reporters went down to Vietnam, and this all came about came out when Kathy Griffin. I'm sure you might have heard about Kathy Griffin finding out that her her products were being made in sweatshops, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know." She came out on TV and was crying and bawling and denying everything. Okay, fine. She maybe probably didn't know because she put this and relied on other people to make sure that, you know, she had product to sell people so she could make money. Yeah. Understand that. At that time, uh, CBS, one of their news anchors, went down to Vietnam. They did an expose on, they actually brought all of it to light, which is how she found out, how Kathy Griffith found out about it, um, and brought this to light, and they aired one of their episodes. And I've talked about this before on one of the other shows, uh, where... They were, they had gone down there, they aired the episode, and CBS was like, fantastic, this is great reporting. Everybody from the top down was like, loving it, loving it, loving it. They got approval to go back down there and, and do another episode. And Nike was quiet about it. Nike didn't say anything. They were not like, denial. They didn't uh, come out and say, well, we can't be responsible for the practices of such and such and such and such and things like that. Well, they went back down there. This news lady went back down there, and they took camera people down there, and they talked to people, and they did another episode, and they came back, and they were about ready to finish production on it and get it ready for air. And from the top down, CBS said, no, you're not going to air this episode. That same year, CBS hosted the Olympics, and they were backed by Nike. And on every single jacket of every single person that was hosting that Olympics, it had the Nike swoosh, 
And I think it was within a month or two months, she actually put in her letter of resignation. They, they were laughing and they were smiling and they said, thank you for your service. Have a nice day. You don't need to stay any longer. You can go ahead and go right now. They were happy huh. that she left. So when you're talking about mainstream media dictating policy, dictating what it is that we see, you're absolutely right. And it is an oligarchy. It's, it's, that's what people should be calling it and being aware of it because whoever it is that's making the most money is going to give the most money to whatever candidate that's going to help them continue to do what they do. And that is called an oh. oligarchy, whether it's Facebook or Google or Yahoo or Nike or whatever. All right, man. Thank you. You bet. Uh, oh, yeah. Who do you support 2016? I, I haven't decided yet. I'm I'm actually still up in the air. Um, I'm looking at about three people before I, I make my decision, and I may not make my decision up until it, you know it, it's time to actually cast my vote because I know that my vote really doesn't do a whole lot other than suggest that I want this person to win because, you know, we've got the, you know, college of Victoria. The, the, yeah, that thing. See, I got so much so much stuff in my head. Jeremy, I thank you for the phone call. Um, do your information, do your research about who you're going to vote for, and don't stick to one candidate right now because we got a long way to go before we actually get there. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to invite uh, Kelly onto the program. She has a question or comment. Kelly, are you there? Hello. Did I put somebody on the spot? Uh, I don't think so. Well, I did. I did get a message that we have a Kelly on the phone on the on the line, and I know who Kelly is, and I'm not going to drop her last name because that's up to her. And rarely do I get a last name, so uh, that's just what I'm going to roll with. And I think our engineer may be screening another phone call, otherwise she'd be barking at me through my messages here. Um, uh, I I do have Kelly on. I don't know if she's right. muted, but she's there. Right. I see her. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and keep talking. If if, uh, if you've got her live, go ahead and put her live, and, and if she has a comment or something like that, maybe she'll pick the phone back up and, and maybe say something. Probably making that. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is Reach Out America. I, I do want to let you know that uh, we are broadcasting live from World Integrity News Network on blogtalkradio.com forward slash WINN. And coming up after this program, let's see, who is on tonight? This is Saturday night. Uh, you know, I honestly, I don't know. We have so many shows. I keep getting confused between Locked and Loaded, which I know is on Sundays, and American United Against Tyranny, which I know is on Tuesdays. Check, and check. Check, check. Who am I speaking with? Is this Kelly? Hi, guys. It's Kelly. Hi, Kelly. You're on live with Reach Out America. What's on your mind? So sorry. I tried to get through. Uh, one one of the jacks had come out. And uh, anyways, I'm here now. I was enjoying your show. You guys have been talking about so many different issues. And we are up against a beast. Lots, <laughs> lots of things going on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's here, what happens. I'm hearing when they... a lot of of the problems, and me, I'm I'm interested in solutions. We most certainly do need to deal with this massive beast that has uh, swept across our land. 
the tyranny is, you know, it's it's bad. But anyway, Lisa's bugging me. She's wanting me to call in, so <laughs> here I am. Yeah, I heard you guys were talking about Mecca and and how you know the enemy is praying against us. And on well, that, I just they, wanted they... to on that, I no. just wanted to say that this is where they're kicking our butt, literally, because we've well, got. Not these... only are they praying against us, they're also yelling against us. Yeah, and we've got these savages praying against us five times a day. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I don't, maybe we should pray ten times a day that this nation founded under God might once again find favor and be blessed by the Almighty Creator that we were founded under. I'm serious. Every time a mosque bell calls for a Muslim Muslim prayer, they hate it when you call it call them Muslims. I call them a moose, Muslim. Now I've called them other things, but we're gonna. I'm trying to keep it PG-13. Gold but lover? The, yeah, the the Christians, you know, they need to be very visible as well and in prayer that these Mohammedans find true peace and love and freedom, you know, in Jesus' name. Well, I'm I'm perfectly happy to arrange a couple of meetings with them. You know, I mean, uh, you know, if, and, they wanna, but, if they want if they want to meet their maker, I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, and you know, and I I was compelled to post this along with Stay Frosty because the <laughs> you know the archangels have weapons because the Almighty knows that you cannot always fight evil with tolerance and understanding, and some things are not to be tolerated. So yeah, I've been on the Christians about you know. Pray, yes, by all means. Pray as hard as you can. But then you are you have to stand up and fight. Well, see, here's, here's, a, here's a really big difference between Islam and Christianity. Islam, they, they pray five times a day. But Christians pretty much pray all day long. They're always talking to God in their head. Right. Always. Always. They're always mindful of Jesus. Always. Every day. All day long. They're always thinking, always, always, always mindful. Right. And and, and that's the difference. And and well, I see a, we were, a part of the problem with that. We tend is, to live under the Ten Commandments, which is you know really common sense. Don't right. kill, don't steal, don't you know, don't lie. It's just common don't sense. Don't covet, you know. Yeah. Don't covet. Right. They, on the other hand, are taught the exact opposite of what we yeah. are. Lying is perfectly acceptable if it's going to advance their cause. And the Christians have become so tolerant of things that most certainly should not be tolerated, and in particular, pedophilia and child marriage and female genital mutilation should most certainly not be tolerated. And for those Christians out there, you know, well, what would Jesus do? Well, you know, uh, knocking over some tables and chasing people around with with a whip is not, you know, out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, get mad. There is such a thing as, as righteous anger. Yep. Let, yeah, me read you you, know. let me read you a really great psalm for people. Anybody out there wants to look it up? It's Psalm 139. It's 21 through 24. Ready? It's from the Mm -hmm. New International Version. It says, 
Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart, and test me, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. How's that? <laughs> uh, it's okay to be mad, you guys. We should it be is. mad. It is, it is. You're absolutely right, Kelly. It, is, it and, is okay to be mad, and, and we've been programmed, and we were talking about this earlier. Oh, we've been yeah, they've been dumbing us. Be mad. They've been dumbing us down for generations, and yes, they are using our own Christian goodness, kind-heartedness against us. Now, you, you, you talk about forgiveness, okay, and there is there is a level of forgiveness, and that, that forgiveness has, has uh, got what blossomed. Uh, well, you know, into, we, are, we, are not going, into, we are not going to win this until uh, we unite as true Americans living under God, okay, because this is America. Well, this see, is that, not Islamica. There, there it's not Aslan. There are so many people in America that have good ideas. And because of the way America is, being a melting pot. And that's what's so beautiful every, about us. Right. That, that not everybody can get get everybody to agree on the direction to go. And that's, that's the confrontation that's coming is because you have, uh, what is it, 700 million people that follow the Islamic faith in the world, uh, and you have, uh, what, maybe 300 million people that follow the Christian faith in America, but not all of those Christian believers believe the same way. You've got Methodists, you've got Baptists, you've got... Well, for uh, me, it breaks down to oath keepers and oath breakers. And like I said... We are not going to win this until we unite under God because for the simple fact that we were founded under God. Okay? It's not Islamica. We're the United States. We're one nation under God. In God we trust is our motto. Living well, under God is the true freedom. Abiding me, by the Ten the Commandments guy. never hurt anyone. Let me be the bad guy. God literally means that you don't even have to believe in God, and nobody is going to judge you except God. Islam is total domination. Yes, I agree with you. Now, Kelly, let me, let me, I don't want to say educate you, because I know that you probably know this or have heard this. America was not founded on God. Under God. It wasn't founded under God. That phrase was not in- incorporated into our Pledge of Allegiance until the 40s or 50s. Our government, the men that built the Constitution, designed the Constitution, did not all practice Christianity. I realize that. Now, I, I firmly believe that America was built and designed to allow anybody to practice whatever religion that they chose to. Well, one of the things. And with that, we have to understand that people are going to push this agenda or that agenda or whatever. Now, 
when you contrast that with what's transpiring today, we don't follow that Constitution anymore. We haven't followed that Constitution since two years after it's, you know, it's being signed into existence. And it's being used against American citizens. So you want to go all the way back to the Act of 1871 and all the corporate, all the takeover, that kind of stuff? Well, not necessarily, but... Well, all I'm uh, saying is I'd rather live under the Ten Commandments than I would Sharia law. Oh, absolutely. There's no argument there. And Sharia law is unconstitutional. If If there is a constitution... It's unconstitutional Islam, in and of itself. It, yes, Islam and, and the, the the Constitution of the United States are not compatible whatsoever. No, they are not. Yeah, they okay. are not. Um, and, and when you but look at it, when I you didn't read it, hold you semantics about religion, though, too. So. Oh no, no, no problem, no problem. Um, I'm just I mean, saying it's I know time that for you the know. Christians just to, to step up because yes, we need to pray more. We absolutely do. We need to be more vocal. We uh, need to be yeah. not afraid. We need to, to be more to militant, too. Because when Christian okay. militancy goes down, Islam rises. Because you can't fight evil with tolerance and understanding all the time. Sometimes you, you just got to get up and kick its ass. Right. And when you look back in history, the Crusades were not, you know, pushing the Christian agenda. The, the, the Crusades were in, in rebuttal to Islam spreading the way it was. Plain and simple. And you must know your history. I know that you do, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Stop. People don't understand that. They think that the Crusades were all about world domination. Look what old Vladimir Tepish did to him. (laughs) Uh, The force of impaled. Oh, my goodness. Today, people are worried about the life of Westboro Baptist Church uprising and, and speaking against the things that they are, which they're wrong, but they're militant. To an extent, they're actually getting out there and saying something. It's the wrong thing against against the wrong thing, but they're saying something. And I have had a number of conversations uh, with preachers, with pastors, with ministers, and I've asked them direct questions. Why are more Christians not standing up? I know the answer. And I get... I get one of two answers, but I'll go ahead and see if we agree. Go ahead, Brian. There's two reasons. One, most of your pastors, not all, they're wolf in sheep's clothing. They they preach another Jesus. All they do well, is that, get that, up there and preach a little bitty sermon about God is love, and that's about as far as they go. They do not actually get up there and point the finger at the sin anymore. As in, this is what's going on, this is what the Bible says, and it's wrong. And then you've got the other side of the pre-tribulational rapture teaching where they know it's bad, but we're going to be taken out before all this happens. So let's not get involved. And one of those you got the guys really, really that are close. worried about their tax status and who's got the biggest church. Well, see, that's, that's the difference, okay? You've got the evangelicals that preach that God is love and God needs your money. Then you have uh, the actual sheep pastors where they preach that God is love, God doesn't need your money, Um, I'll teach about everything that's in the Bible, and if your church grows, that's not my doing, that's your doing because God put that on you. So that's placing blame elsewhere. 
Then you have the ones that are semi or kind of militant, like Westboro Baptist Church, that, again, are, are speaking and standing against the wrong thing at the wrong time. Now, the two answers that I generally get are, like Brian was saying, was what is supposed to happen is going to happen, and we're going to be gone, so it really doesn't affect us. And the other answer is, is because, also Brian touched on, is that because God is love and he forgives all. So they become pacifists. And instead of teaching the flocks that they need to understand what the truth in the real world is and exist in the real world, and very few churches actually preach this message, where was God? Where was Jesus Christ? Where did he go? What did he do? In today's world, Jesus Christ would go to a bar. He would go to, obviously, homeless shelters, but he would go to banks. He would go to the stock exchange and break a whole bunch of computer screens. That's where Jesus would go. Yep, knocking over those tables and chasing people with his whip like he did before. Live in the world that is and not hide behind the, the, the doors of the church. That is what Jesus Christ said to do. He said, go out there and be in the world. As I am in you, will be in the world. Something along those lines. I can't quote it exactly. Please forgive me. He didn't, he didn't say, be afraid and coward. Coward. No, he... Well, if you don't have a sword, sell your robe and go buy one. You know why this? You know why this country is not going to get out of this? The guy that was on earlier, you and him were having that discussion. You're right. I had a I had a discussion with the pastor, the with a pastor the other day, and I said, you know what we're seeing in the real world. All that is, is the visible of what's going on in the spiritual world. Okay? What is going on in the spiritual world is what we see in the physical. And the reason why I say that is, the reason why this country is not, and I I, I hate to even say that, we're going into judgment. Why? Is because quote-unquote, Christians in this country are unrepentant. Praying is great, but will God hear your prayers if you are not repentant of your sins? No. How many in the church believes, I got saved at 14 and I will always be saved? No. If you backslide, go look at the prodigal son. I broke this down for people before. I said, we're taught that the father and the prodigal son represents God. Why did the prodigal son father celebrate when he came back? Because he said what? He was once dead and he's alive again. Christianity is dying in this country because all people care about is sitting on that pew, keeping it warm and not going out and loving their neighbor. Like you said, go to the homeless shelters. Most people 
don't even like Christians because why? All they see them is a bunch of hypocrite, lying, backstabbing people. I'm a Christian. That breaks my heart because we're supposed to be out there to help the poor. No, and I, I, I hear it. Uh, I work in construction. And most of us, myself included, although I don't do it on the radio, cuss like sailors. To me, they're words. They're vulgar uh, and perhaps disgusting or whatever. But a lot of us cuss like sailors. And I was listening to one of the guys talk the other day, and he actually doesn't swear a whole lot, but he does go to church. And as I was growing up, it always amazed me that people would show up in their quote unquote Sunday best. And I, I understand that. You know, you want to look, you know, you want to, you know, it, it's church. You should be presentable in case the Lord does come into your, you know, your particular church and decide to show himself and take you up right now. Um, but he was saying that, you know, we got people that show up at my church, you know, they're, that, they're millionaires, and they show up in shorts and T-shirts. And we got poor people that show up in shorts and T-shirts. And, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, realizing things. And when you realize it doesn't matter what you wear to church, and when others realize that it doesn't matter what you wear to church, you're going to be more accepting of people in general. So, if I roll up into a church, any church, it doesn't make any difference, and I'm wearing cut-off jeans and a uh, surf-style shirt, T-shirt, I'll get judged by too many people. And there will be other people that, you know, welcome to the church. I'm so-and-so. Thank you for being here. Please have a seat or whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you need anything, let us know. If you got any questions, blah, blah, blah. A number of the other people are going to look at me like, dude, what are you doing here? And we talk about unity. If I roll up into a black church and I'm wearing my Sunday best, a number of those people are going to look at me like, what are you doing here? You're white. And that division has been pushed by our government. It's not been pushed by you and me. It's not been pushed by people that I work with that are black. Ignorance and hate is taught. If you don't want to learn something, that's on you. But if something something is said to you and it sparks an interest, go learn about it. Please, go learn. Go do something about you not knowing what it is. I mean, I'm just a voice on a radio a couple of times a week. And every once in a while, I'll pop off with something pretty solid on a Facebook post. But when people actually take the time to read what it is I've said or listen to the words I've spoken and others that have cursed on, or, you know, conversed on this show or any one of our shows, and they go do the research. You're going to be waking. You're going to. You're going to get woke up. You're going to be seeing something that 
nobody else was talking about. Or you're going to hear something that is certainly from other outlets that is spoken of as this is it. There's no other information that you need to get from any other source. And you struck on something there that all of the patriot infighting and backbiting and all the green-on-green stuff has got to stop or it's going to get us all killed. I mean, here's a little giggle. Try to check yourself before you wreck yourself because we are (laughs) all in the same boat. We are, and and there is a lot of that. There is a lot of that. People, you know, People seem to think that they have the best idea, mm-hmm. but really, when when you are when you are part of an organization or you start an organization, you have to be willing to let it go. Yeah, we're it, all on our own little individual missions, and we we've got to, to unite at some point and let it blossom. Right. Yes, whoever it is that 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 started something, don't don't hold on to it so tight that it falls apart. Well, I've I mean, got companies showed up. I'm going to have to get off of here. I want to leave you with one little quick thing, and it's, it goes along with the Patriot infighting, and it's, it goes uh, like this. We're all in the same game, just different levels. Dealing with the same hell, just different devils. So... Absolutely. Thank you. United we stand. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Kelly. You have a great night. Appreciate you being here. You too. Appreciate you too. Uh, You know, she's right. You know, there are a lot of movements out there that are trying to accomplish the same thing in different ways. And it's not about one person being the absolute right way. Ego has got to be put aside. It's got to be left at the door when you walk in. People are solid in their conviction and solid in their understanding of what it is that they want to express and want to get done. And if you are willing to let ego aside and listen to people, not to respond, but to understand you'll probably find out that you're trying to work towards the same thing, just in a different way. And if both of those things can coincide with each other and you can find some way to work together to get the same thing done in different ways and see what this person's strength is and this person's strength is, and you can identify what this person's weakness is and this person's weakness is, take the weakness and help it grow into a strength. Into a strength. Take the strength and make it something better, or help make it something better. Don't sit there and say, "No, this is the way it's got to be done because this is the way it's always been done." Blah 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 blah. You cannot negate somebody's opinion or somebody's idea just because you simply don't agree with it because you haven't even heard it, you haven't listened to it, you haven't even thought about it. Because you are so wrapped up in whatever it is that you've got to get done. 
There are many different ways to accomplish the same thing. And when America starts realizing that fact and start listening and understanding and hearing what somebody has to say instead of listening to simply answer or to reply or to rebut or to negate whatever somebody else says, things are going to go a lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Reach Out America. I'm keeping your host. We have had Brian on the line. Thank you for being here, Brian. We've had Jeremy on the line. A couple of questions from him. We've had Kelly on the line. And uh, it's been a dynamite show. I have been, it's already, it's two hours. It's gone already. So uh, we're going to wrap up the show with Madison Rising. We will be here next Saturday night, Reach Out America. Be sure and listen to any one of the other programs on blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N or blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N-I-N-C beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time and running all the way up until 11 p.m. Eastern time. Check your local time zone. We'll be right back after this.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.